0: Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This
1: is the Truth Network. It's good. 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 It's good.
2: welcome to the christian car guy radio show
0: i say this calls for action and now
2: of goodness today. (laughs) Friday is good because Sunday's coming, right,
0: Jerry? Absolutely.
2: Just let that sink in (laughs) a little bit. It's the spectacle, literally a spectacle of goodness is, and we all know it is Good Friday, but Friday's good because of the potential of, of what it stood for, what happened, that it was Gonna be that Sunday would be here, and when it when it happened, you know, Easter happened, and so, you know, I was thinking about it this week as actually I was studying this passage in Habakkuk um, that the gallows that Haman you know, erected for Mordecai ended up, you know, he was hung with his own rope, so to speak. <laughs> Or the pit that Joseph's brothers threw him in, they really were throwing themselves in the pit. And when you think about it, Satan's nails, right, indeed did pierce his own hands. And they indeed did the spear, right, that he had that was thrust through Jesus' side was the spear that was thrust through Satan's, right? So what Satan meant for evil, God meant for what? Good. (laughs) Good. good. Just as Joseph told his brothers, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And so a lot of times when you're facing things that look unbelievably, remarkably bad or look scary or looks like, where's God in this? Actually, Friday's good because Sunday's coming. It's telling you there's a potential for goodness here. And it seems like the more evil that you may see at bay there, the more potential for good that there seems to be on the horizon. And I don't know if you ever thought it that way, but, you know, in Colossians it says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that were against us, which were contrary to us. And it took us out of the way, nailing it to the cross and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show. In other words, he made a spectacle of them openly triumphing over it, you know, again, it's, it's amazing. So you heard Phil Wickham with, you know, his, you know, <laughs> I love that song. I really, really do. Is Friday's good, but Sunday's coming, right? And then, of course, Bruce Almighty with It's Good, and I love that, <laughs> whole, that whole sequence. But today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Nun, because that's the Nun verse, the 14th verse of Habakkuk chapter 3, and it has to do with faith. Like, you're you're digging your roots in because you see that things look really scary on the horizon for whatever that may be. And so here's my actual story of how that kind of worked out for me a couple of weeks ago. Of course, this stuff happens out almost every day of your life, by the way. But anyway, my, my mother-in-law passed away in our house. We talked about that a few weeks ago and uh, really put my wife in a tough place. All the guilt of, you know, we had been her caregiver for all those years and you know, I should have been a better daughter. I should have, you know, all those shoulda, have, coulda, have, wouldas have were pitting us both, actually. But really, really had, had Tammy in a tough place, right? And so the Saturday after that happened, or maybe it was the second Saturday after that happened, as is normally in my case, you know, is like I... I I, I get up every Saturday morning and it's my absolute joy to say, okay, God, where are we going today? What, do, what kind of show? What do you want? You know, I studied all week, whatever, to figure out what I thought God might want for the week. But God always has his plan. So I asked God that morning, where does he want to go with his show? And he said to me, clearly, as a bell, he said, Robbie, everybody talks to God. And I went, what? Because that was nothing like what I'd studied all week. And I was like, really? How is this show going to have something to do with everybody talks with God? He goes, just Google it, Robbie. And I was like, Google it? Yeah, Google it. So I Google. This is Saturday morning, like 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm Googling everybody talks to God. And this amazing song, right? It's called Everybody Talks to God, which I'm a, the first bump, you're going to hear again, the part of it that, that, that kind of struck me. But nonetheless, that was, when God gives me a song like that, I know that's the theme for the show, and away we went. So I went to that show that day with Bob Young, my you know Christian junkyard guy, and one of Jerry's best friends, one of my best friends, right? And, and when Bob heard the song, immediately it turned him to the thoughts of his son, who he'd lost, you know, actually on 109, which is difficult because his business was 109. And what Satan had meant for evil, actually, you know, in a lot of ways, God meant for good through, through the events of that. But it was nothing compared to what happened on that show that day because this wonderful lady from Richmond called and shared this story of she'd lost three children, three children, and, and her faith... And how she rose up out of the ashes and told this story and how God had given her peace and comfort through it was so amazing. I'll never ever forget as long as I live. But what's even better than that was when I got home, I was like, Tammy, you know, because she's still mourning the loss of her mother. Right. Because we think that we when when we lose somebody that they're gone. But what this lady so clearly illustrated in that show that day was, man, my child is alive right? They're not dead. They're not gone. They're merely asleep. And she was going to spend eternity with her mother. So, you know, I look back to the events of that day and Satan had trying to pin down my family with this guilt and shame and all this other stuff. But what he meant for good, for evil, essentially, God was just, it was potential for like, God was going to do something spectacular. And like, man, for me, um, that show that Saturday with Bob and, and the lady that, that called would be something that I'll never, ever, ever forget. I mean, it was just too beautiful to
0: believe. Hey but when you're sitting there telling that, one thing that just reminds me when we sit there and you, whatever the topic may be this morning is where did God, you know, where did you see God? How did he turn something you thought was bad to good and something that, that there was hopeless to hope? You know, we all kind of have those, we all do, not kind of have, we all do have those stories, and sometimes when we we don't like to share them, because sometimes it's hard, because sometimes it hurts, but you know, God can also just use your story, just like with this one moment she called, that story changed your trajectory for that day, I mean, and and probably years to come, and I can't imagine how many people heard it that morning. Oh yeah, changed them, right? All right,
2: I'm telling you. And people that I've told about the show, um, and, and even the lady from Bible study on Thursday night, as I told that story similarly, she texted my wife after she went back and listened to the show, and it's like, oh my goodness, oh my good, what a what a what a what a thing God did, and. So that's the question, actually, Jerry, put it well. And it's a question for you. You know, when did God take something that looked like, oh, man, and the next thing you know, he hung those people with their own rope. Uh, essentially, the the real enemy is Satan. And he made a spectacle of him with what he thought was going to be evil turned out to be miraculous, whether that was a prayer or however God did it. That's what we want to hear today. And the number to call in and share is 866 866- three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth actually we have a ted ryan with with ford is going to share about the mustang well well, there's big news coming on that one the dark horse you're going to hear about that it's pretty cool Uh, have you heard about the dark horse
0: jerry no i have not and as i said i think i've (laughs) I've talked to him before on this the show you know that was my first car was the 68 mustang so i certainly have a love for that vehicle
2: So Ted's coming up in the next segment, and we're going to be talking about that. And, of course, you know, this whole show kind of is a dark horse, right? It looks like it's going to be dark, but actually the light is fixed to come out in a big way like you've never seen it before. And in doing so, it plants those seeds of faith that make all the difference in the world. And so, you know, be thinking about... How did that work out in your life? What was that story? And then get ready to call us again, not in the second segment because we've got Ted Ryan with us, but in the next segment, it'll be 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH will be the number to call in and share. And again, I I just stand amazed always on how God has shown up in this show over
0: the years, right, Jerry? Absolutely. You know, you talked about light. Uh, One of the things that, I always think about when we talk about that, you know, God calls us, Christ calls us to be the light of the world. When we can be our brightest, it's just like when it's the darkest. It's, you know <laughs> what? When the stars are the brightest, go on a mission trip or camping where there's no other lights around, those stars are bright. That's a good point. And that's like the dark horse. It's coming. All right, coming. we're gonna hear about all
2: that <laughs> stuff. So stay tuned. We got so much more coming for you on the Christian Car Guy Show. Stay tuned this is the
1: truth network the praying man said amen and looked up from his blade and said you may not talk to god right now but there's gonna come a day because whether you're
2: The spectacle of goodness today, Friday is good because Sunday is coming uh, today on the Christian Car Guy show. And that was a song I talked about that God used in my life to help the show that happened, you know, three weeks ago that just blew my mind. But nonetheless, we are so excited to have with us Ted Ryan, uh, you know, Ford's historian, has been with us many times, yeah. Jerry, and he's back because we got big news, don't we, Ted? With the
3: most... We do. The Mustang is about to celebrate a birthday. Mustang turns 59 on Monday. On April uh, 17th, 1964, was uh, the premiere of the Mustang at the New York World's Fair. And I heard you say before break that you had a 68 Mustang. My dad had a 67. And one of my favorite pictures is me as a five year old helping him wash his uh, canary yellow Mustang Uh, in the (laughs) driveway. I
0: had a blue convertible, man, I tell (laughs) you. Did you really? Yeah. And don't you wish you had a? I wish I had it today, that's for sure.
3: You know, so it, it, Mustang has been the best-selling sports car forever, and we, we will have a special announcement that we'll make on that on Monday, uh, sort of documenting its role in American society and worldwide society. But uh, uh, So it turns uh, 59. Uh, I just, uh, you know, got the best job in the world. I just got an email from the guy that runs Ford of UK, uh, public relations, and he's at a Mustang meetup right now. Where in outside of London, there's 1,000 people uh, that came to see 400 plus Mustangs. Uh, so it's one of those things that the Mustang gets in your blood, and, and you fall in love with it. And you re- you mentioned the Dark Horse. The Dark Horse is the newest Mustang. It, it's uh, we're doing test drives with, with different reporters with it right now. It'll be out later this year, and it is the last of the Monster V8s. It's got a 5-liter engine, V8. Uh, it's got electronic drift brake. It's just about everything that you could want in a muscle car, all, all wrapped up in this. Well, Ted, I'm going
0: I'm to say one, one thing. thing. If you need somebody, I believe Robbie would volunteer to be one of those drivers. <laughs> 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 well, I got to know, what's an electronic drift brake?
2: That sounds cool.
3: So the drift brake was developed uh, at Ford along with uh Robbie Gittin, the, the famous guy who who does all the drift braking or, you know, all the all the drifting. So he worked with Ford and our fantastic engineers, and it, it electronically monitors the wheels so that as you pull it up, just like you're pulling up your emergency brake, uh, if you're on a track and in a safe area, you can practice your drifting, and it will, it will assist you. So even a novice, I, I haven't done it myself yet because I haven't been on in a dark horse, But I was told that even a novice can be taught how to do drifting uh, in a few short minutes using this new electronic drift brake that's part of the the feature of of the Mustang Dark
2: Horse I love technology. <laughs> that is so cool. That's you know, and and I I yeah you know, I gotta love that. I did. I was not aware that the man that invented drifting to the extent that it was being used today is named Robbie. I mean, that's really impressive. <laughs>
3: yeah. So, just just think, Fast and Furious and all the drifting they do in those kind of movies. And yeah, you know, the the other question I asked one of the PR guys is why. And he said, "Well, why not? <laughs> we're, we're, we're building cars that, that, make, that are for our fans to, uh, to fall in love with, and, and there are a the certain segment of the population that, that, that appeals to. you know, they, Mustang has to be there for them. You know it, it, if you go back to Mustang's history, too, with its founding, Carol Shelby, the, the great Carol Shelby called it a, derisively called it a secretary's car. Uh, because a lot of the first ones sold were just, you know, the 289 with the three-speed automatic. Uh, and, you know, Carroll mixed, uh, mixed around with them and, and helped create the, the image of the supercars that they are today. So, you know, the, the bulk of the Mustangs that are sold today are, are, are the nice D6s that, like I had a couple of years ago, you, you still got plenty of power. But if you want more power, we, you know, we have an offering like the Dark Horse.
2: Yeah, and then the movies helped a lot too. What was it? The movie Bullet. What what which movie was it that made Bullet. the Bullet. Yeah.
3: Bullet is the one with Steve McQueen and uh it it fast back famous. Although the very first Mustang that appeared in film, you guys can wow people with trivia tonight, uh, was in Goldfinger <laughs> Goldfingers. Uh, the the villain just drives a uh, Mustang. Uh, In the movie Goldfinger filmed in 1964, just a few short months after the Mustang was released to the public. So uh, it also appeared in Thunderball and uh, the famous one with Roger Moore and James Bond driving the Mustang Mach one on two wheels.
2: Um, That is one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. Like, and I maybe I shouldn't even tell this on the air, but I actually had that happen by accident, right? <laughs> oh no, back, no. back then, you might remember they had these wide oval tires that they weren't radials like today, right? And they were flat across the top. And I had this; it was a Gremlin GT. I hate to tell you that, but it was a Gremlin. I can't. And I was going around to, There was a place in Albuquerque where there was a really steep curve, and it was dirt. And so I was actually drifting in that in that curve. And somebody paved it halfway through without me knowing it. And so the car went from drifting, all of a sudden hit the pavement. And when it did, it went all Roger Moore on me. And I was up on two wheels like, oh, that's a good thing I'm still here today, right? I I didn't know Robbie was going to be premiering both events at the same time as it as I got to do that and the car went right up. And but I don't know how I managed to get it down, but I'll never forget it as long as I live. God I had other plans for me. So
3: <laughs> well thank goodness. Thank goodness. And guys <laughs> I actually I hate to do it, but I need to jump because I've got a another interview with another wonderful station in two minutes. But I just uh wanna thank you for having me on and the chance to celebrate Mustang Turning fifty nine and uh Keep your eyes peeled if you're on, on social media on uh, Monday, the actual birthday day, and you'll see some interesting uh, Instagram and Facebook posts on Mustang It uh, actually be posted at Christian Carguy. Yeah.
2: It's gonna be yeah. posted at Christiancarguy.com as well, Ted. So thank you so much for being with us. God bless you. And we got so much more coming up with actually your calls at 866 348 7884 866 34 Truth. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com.
2: The spectacle of goodness. Friday's good because Sunday is coming today on the Christian Car Guy show. When did you have that situation where things looked really blackest that you couldn't even imagine, yet all of a sudden God made a spectacle of, of what, it, what appeared to be so black turned out to be amazingly good because in that idea of God's goodness, is, there's always potential. And, and the potential of goodness is, is what is just absolutely remarkable. So we have Ann Alt is with us. She has an experience to share, and we can hardly wait. So, Anne, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning.
4: Oh, my gosh. This is an amazing segment because uh, I'm enjoying this so much. Last night, um, I was really going through it to get to it. And <laughs> I'm just going to quick run through these notes that you have, A nun. You know, Habakkuk uh, three and faith, and but especially in the heavy attacks by the enemy, and I I just I couldn't get over you know just this sense of failure last night—a failure about myself, my life. You know, it just hit me like a tidal wave, and the shoulda, coulda, woulda guilt. You know, it felt like a a, just such a failure, and I knew there was a part of me that knew it was an attack, and it was this oppressive depression, but you know it but it was so real you know and i like that everybody talks to god because uh i was sad about my brother who passed a few months ago and but knowing even knowing that he is actually with jesus but just so hopeless black hopelessness and i you know but uh i i managed to get through it and uh you know today i woke up with a I turned on your show. <laughs> I said, oh, wow, you know, a tailor-made just for me. And I know there are so many out there, and I pray that there will be others who will call in with their testimonies because it's so important to encourage each other in these times. The enemy doesn't like it when we have victory in Jesus. And, boy, this program is it. <laughs> victory in Jesus, you know. Uh, isn't and it, it's,
2: it's, it's really amazing when you really think about how many times— in Scripture, we see that to build our faith, that yeah. you know Moses' is back is up against the wall, right? And, yeah. and and Pharaoh thinks, "Oh, this is it! I got him now." Well, buddy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you know that didn't it. work. You know, and and there's story after story after story of them thinking they totally. had David pinned, right? And we got Joseph's him.
4: brothers, you know, throwing him down in the pit, and I love that the fact that they threw themselves in the pit; they the, ended up in the pit.
2: Yeah, and and of course it says that in Proverbs. You know, if you dig a pit, guess who's going to fall into yeah. that thing? <laughs> and, and God loves to do that. And I, you know, yeah. w- was thinking about even Job, right? Mm. Who yes. oh. was afraid. And Satan meant, oh, so much. I mean, all the stuff he threw at Job. Oh. Right?
4: Unbelievable. But Unbelievable. then the result of
2: that was... How many millions and billions of people since that time um, have gotten hope from it's reading the courage, book of Job?
4: Courage, yeah. You have to plow through. You know, it, it, and last night, as I said, I I could tell I didn't want to. There was a part of me that just was, was falling, you know. And, uh, and it was, I mean, it, but... Just plow through in and, and any which way that you can, especially uh, these stories in the Bible. You're absolutely right. It's like every one of the heroes and heroines you know, we're, were faced with these kinds of uh, you know, things. And, and that, that, that should so encourage us.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and you think about, you know, Jesus wept right, at the death of Lazarus. There's no doubt he did, but he knew he was going to be alive in the next few hours, right? I mean, he knew he was going to be having dinner with him that night, but yet Jesus wept at his death. And so that mourning thing, you know, and and Tammy and I spent a lot of time with it yesterday. You know, this isn't as far from over in our lives, just as I know the loss of your brother is far from over. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: But, you know, we talked about, you know, Tammy, eternity is a long time you're going to have with your mother and you're going to have so many things to share and i and i and, and so many wonderful things that we've experienced you know that we will be able to share with those that we loved my mother said it and i'll say it again you know yeah. the older i get the more my treasures in heaven amen <laughs> and you know that is it's it's so true but i think it's what you what you brought out and and I appreciate your courage, right? To talk about your own, um, because, yeah, well, we all, we all feel that way when we lose somebody that we loved, like, wow, I didn't love them as well as I know Jesus would have wanted me to.
4: Yeah. However, and the whole thing, the whole thing is never, that old movie, never give up, never surrender. (laughs) I forget which movie that was. It was like Galaxy's quest or something, but, I think it was Galaxy Quest, but never give up, never surrender. And boy, this, I mean, your show today, I just, I, I mean, I am practically in tears as I realized, God, I, I, I plowed through, I, I, I rose victorious today, but it was just God saying, I was with you, I will never leave you or forsake you, all those marvelous things, and it's all from the the the. Word of God, the, our vitamins,
2: you know. Oh everything. yeah, and it was His blood that cleansed me from all the things I could have done better for Nelda, my mother-in-law. Yeah, right. <laughs> because it, I mean, it really—that's where my real hope lies. Is yeah, He did it so that I, yeah. you know, like I, I, I thought I did the best I could. What was a difficult circumstance, but you know what? Yeah. He he made it perfect, <laughs> so the good yes. news is that we can, we can, and can you imagine, Ann, what it's going to be like to celebrate all this, you know, when oh, we man. get to heaven, Jerry? Oh, oh man.
4: Mm, I know. It, oh, you, oh, you guys are just, uh, I love the way you're so vulnerable. I love the, the fact that you, you uh, uh, allow yourselves to share your, which is hard for men, I think, you know, and I just enjoy you guys so much, and so never give up, never surrender, you know.
2: Right. Everybody does talk to God. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Thank you so much, and God bless. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Yeah, God bless. You too. Bye-bye. All right, we have Nicole has a testimony for us. I'm looking forward to that. Nicole, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Hi, good
5: morning. How are you?
2: I am wonderful and so happy that you called. I, yeah. Yes,
5: and I'm happy too. You know, I'm just going to give a, a quick um, synopsis. So I'm originally from Jamaica.
0: and um, Oh, you, you got my heart, heart now, life. I tell
2: you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jerry loves Jamaica. We've both been there. Yeah. Yes, but
5: um, since I left, I haven't been able to find like a station or a podcast that hit me the right way to home. And so I am here in Richmond and this a station called Truth. I think it's ninety-seven. And ever since I found that channel last year, I have not changed it.
1: Oh, thank so you. It's I yeah. I
5: listen to you through the Truth um, Network. And so this morning I'm here with my daughter. And I said, let me just you know, I I I'm in tune from last night, but then the lady that called. You know, it, her testimony touched me, and I said, why not just give a call? And this is how I ended up on your station. But I just want to say thank you all so much for the tremendous job that you're doing. And when I say tremendous job, and saying that in regards to just uplifting, you know, people like us who are listening, and not everyone can call in, and maybe sometimes we call, and, you know, we may, we may be on the... The back end where we're not getting through because I did try to call one time. I, I I just know I asked if the program was live because I did try to call before, and what happened? I just was not getting through. But no. you know, there's a lot of us listening, and believe it or not, this is like a boulder in in bolstering our faith. Just listening to you know the real life experiences, listening to how you know I I, I condolences to you and your wife with with her with your mom in law. And some of us may not experience loss through death. It could be that you know people have decided to part ways with us unexpectedly, and so I would consider that a loss too because it hurts. Oh, it and, does. Um,
1: it does. Yeah, yes, yes. And it's some, just, you know, even
2: in, there, you know, I have a, a stepson who's lost a dog, and he's in complete more. I mean, it's it's hard. Death was not, you know, not what the plan was. It's it's hard, yes. and so yes,
5: well. I'm talking to you from the standpoint of where where my husband and I came home one day and he was just gone. Really? <laughs> he was just gone, yes. He was just gone. And um, it, it, it it hit really hard, but I was just talking to my mama through WhatsApp on um, She's in Jamaica, and we were just talking about... Nicole, the- I, like I hate to easy. stop
2: you right right here, so mm-hmm. would you please stay with us for the next yes, segment so nice we now. can hear the rest yes. of that? I would love love for that to happen. And so we'll be right back, but we need your story, 866-348-7884. Yes, we are live, and we would love to hear from you. So we'll be right back.
1: You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
2: Tickle of goodness today on the Christian Car Guy show, and Friday is good because Sunday is coming. And oh my goodness, Nicole, I hated we had to break break off and I uh, break off the segment right when you were telling us, um, "Wow, you you came home and your husband was gone." I mean, like passed God. away.
5: And um, when I say gone, I not death now, but just passed and left. But in the in the whole situation, um, because we're all believers here, you know that level of faith with with whether physical death or just someone breaking away from you, it calls for a deeper, you know, very much deeper uh, relationship. And so, while we were on the break, I I went ahead and I looked for uh, Genesis fifty and twenty, mm. where Joseph was saying to the brothers, and we all know the story. But just to quote it word for word from the King James Version, it says, But as for you, he sought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. And we know of the famine and, you know, all of that stuff that happened. And they had to go to Egypt and, and seek for food. But what I really want to say, in the midst of the chaos, it seems like dismal, uh, there is no way out. And I'm talking from inside the chaos because there are moments when I I have, I know that the caller prior to me, she was saying that she, she felt so down last night as if she's a complete failure. So we are still in the midst of the chaos. But hence, we're talking um, as if on the other side already. And why? Because I believe faith. It says that it is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not. So you have the money in the pocket, but physically the money is not in the pocket, and so you have to trust. <laughs> you have to trust God that even though it's not there physically to your eyes, it is there. I don't know if you if you're following what I'm saying. Oh, I
2: and am so following that, what you're saying so well. It's it's amazing yes, what you're saying.
5: Yes. So that is where I am. It seems as if it's no end, no avail of 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 comfort to what's happening. But because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Can you hope for a baby if you have a baby? No. You have the baby so therefore you, you're physically holding that child. But if you're hoping for a child, you have not you have not had that child, but you're hoping to get, uh, get a child. And so you cannot hope for something that you see. So with with all of us one way or the other we're talking from the crisis, but looking beyond because of the faith that is imputed in in us through Jesus Christ,
2: oh, and, it's and so, so if you if you allow yes. me just a second to expound on what yes. you're talking about because yes. it's fascinating to me in a back we we were talking about the verse fourteenth verse, which is the nun verse, which has everything to do with faith because that's what the letter mm-hmm. nun really stands for is Is that faith? But the thirteenth verse, which would be the mem verse, talks about that the anointed one, essentially Jesus, which he is the Messiah, Mm -hmm. which is why that verse starts with the mem. It says that he would he would wound the head of the house of the wicked by discovering the foundation unto the neck. Well, when you look at that, when you look at that idea of the foundation. Of evil, I, I I began to study that and think about it, and I think it's really well worth pondering. This is the foundation of goodness. The foundation of God is light. Right? Let there be light.
5: But he the foundation of evil
2: is is go opposite of that. It's dark, and you, when right. you're talking about yeah. chaos, you can't find your way through the chaos because it's dark. Mm-hmm. So. The, the the other part of the foundation, when you look at that word in Hebrew, is this idea of literally unity, right? Yes. Of everybody yes. coming together to love one another. The opposite of that another. is division. And so and what? what right? right. And contention and all that mm-hmm. stuff that is the foundation of evil, not the foundation of goodness. But the last letter in the word foundation is absolutely just blows my mind when I think about the connection to the foundation of everything, the last letter is the letter Dalit, which means both humility and love, mm-hmm. and love, which are very much connected to one another. But when you think about the opposite of humility is what? Pride, Pride. and Pride. hate. Mm-hmm. hate. <laughs> and so when you think about that, that Jesus would uncover the foundation and wound the head, which essentially he did with Satan's own nails. I mean, yes. the, those two passages put together are such a reason for hope. And I love how well, you, especially. you know, and, and it's funny that you quoted Genesis 50, 20, because I studied that verse this morning. Yes. I, I you, you couldn't be more right. I mean, you couldn't be. It, it's just, it's, it's exactly what he has been doing and will continue to do. Um, and I love how you um found the truth and and how God you know put us all on the truth and so where, where are yes. you listening from this morning
5: I'm listening from Richmond I'm in oh Richmond. really yeah. another caller yeah. from
2: Richmond how wonderful yes. how wonderful but, but
5: I wanted to say before you go the Holy Spirit is a discerner of all things so tell you what we're all on one accord because he guides us accordingly no so because yeah. he is truth. Okay. Because the Holy Spirit is truth, then uh, without, all of us will have to be saying the same thing, which is a confirmation that He is in the midst of His Word, and His Word cannot lie, because He cannot lie.
0: Amen. Amen. Wow. I, I just want to, and i much a springboard because of what you're saying is something I just wanted to, this show, as I'm sitting here, I feel like I can't, Move out of this show without saying one thing. How we think, you know, when we're in the middle of that crisis, how it seems so hopeless and we can't see it through God's eyes, as far as, you know, we're living it in snapshots. God sees, yes. sees it in the future and stuff. And all of a sudden, when we're living it, then we sit there and we look and we see what God saw in us and what He was going to do with us. As it sort of unfolds, and man, it's just powerful. But I, as I'm sitting here, I'm sitting across the table from Robbie, and 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 I've had the pleasure and a blessing and the encouragement of seeing how God has worked through Robbie. As he mentioned, you know, you finding truth network 97, and then I think about how Robbie got here. As he said during one of the breaks, "Who'd ever thought I'd be have a career in the radio? This is what I'd be doing." But I can remember when Robbie, I was saddened when, when when Robbie's dealership, things were happening, and his life was changing rapidly, and, 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 and a lot of pressures, and, and Satan seemed to be winning the game because really what saddened me in so many ways is I saw Robbie as a man that was running a business that was using it as a ministry. And I was thinking, Bobby. you know what? Why would God allow that to get shut down? Because he's able to touch people's lives.
5: Hallelujah, the greater good. Oh, right. my goodness.
0: And then Hallelujah. I sit there and see what God had in store. How many more lives has Robbie touched through yes. this yes. show and Christian Guy Radio, Kingdom Pursuits, the, the, the other shows that he's involved in and the work he does here at this network. Man, God is good. Amazing.
5: I'm <laughs> I i, I do not want to cut off but I'm I'm getting this fire in my in my spirit because yeah. I left the islands and I just could not find that one station who would have the un adulterated, undiluted, you know, truth. And I, I, I just came across this, this station last year and I tell you, my phone, my computer, the radio, everything that can go to truth, it's gonna go there because I
2: will not change it. Oh, thank you, Nicole. <laughs> I will thank not change you. it.
5: So the I, Lord bless you.
2: I hate the show's over, but thank you and bless yes, you, Nicole. Bless you for all and you're doing, yes. I got to tell everybody to slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and <clears throat> got it all done in 33 years. And thank you.
1: This is the Truth Network.